Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle. But here we are, you and me. I am glad. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. I have no desire to drink today. real alcoholic cannot stay sober my own intelligence or willpower or knowledge of my condition or therapy or by avoiding triggers or by being really strong. I'm an alcoholic. I can't do that. Any of that. I tried all that. It doesn't work. I'm sober because I have tapped into a source of power much greater than myself. That's why I'm sober. AA is a really weird thing, I gotta say. It's a beautiful thing. But it is interesting in that there is a book that was written in 1939 when there was 100 people sober for the first time In the history of man, there's a group of alcoholics who were sober for a very considerable period of time. That had never happened. So they wrote down exactly what they did. They wrote down clear-cut directions. Like the recipe for something. It's a recipe on how to recover from alcoholism. And it's in a little book. And those directions consume all of 43 pages, by my understanding. The clear-cut directions, to my understanding, beginning on page 60, and how it works, 
after summary of what has happened and what's to come. And they end on page 103. And I've been around the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous since the mid to late 80s. And I have read the book thousands of times. I remember a guy said that a long time ago. He said, I've read this book thousands of times. He said, what are you waiting for? And uh, so there's the book and there's what's in the book and then there's the fellowship. I love the fellowship. I love the book. But I love the fellowship too. There's the fellowship and they're not really... They overlap a very small amount. Which is fascinating. Only a small amount of the big book and the fellowship actually overlap and are the same thing. It's a very small amount. It's fascinating. But I do love it all. I do. God, uh, has um, done amazing things in my life and one of the things that God has provided me with is passion for this and a voice that's specific and um, I know what it's like to be sober and miserable and I know what it's like to be sober and really happy and I know why I was sober and miserable, and I know why I'm as happy as I am. And I'm driven um, I'm very passionate about helping in any way I can concerning these things. You know, people who are sober and not happy there's a lot of them a lot of people who are sober and not happy and um, I can't be one of those people and I'm not today even when I'm doing even when I'm really struggling I'm still doing really good (laughs) Again, I have to say a few things, some house cleaning stuff, some just basic stuff. Very thrilled about being number two on that list of um, best sobriety podcasts on the internet. Very exciting. Feet Spot has me in there at number two. And um, that's pretty cool. I have some big and big announcement coming up 
about this thing I've been talking to you about for a while that I said would be a game changer. It is tomorrow I'm having my last, I think, my last meeting about it before it actually is on its way to becoming something that is a game changer for me. And then um, what else was I going to talk about? Something else. Um, what is it? Was it my Instagram page? Sarcastic.aa.book. Drop me a, drop me a message. Is that it? Was it the website? Was it the, the books? The new book coming out called "How to Be a Successful Male Model." No. Um, I forget what I was going to say. But it doesn't matter because I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's mixed with Don Francisco's hazelnut. I always think, what do I want to talk about on the show? What do I want to talk about? There's so many things to talk about all the time. I think that I'll talk about what I'll talk about is bossing people around, imposing my will on other people. I don't think it's something we can talk about too often because heaven knows it happens every day. Let's just revisit step three, shall we? A little bit. It's on a little thing I like to call page hold your horses. I'm going to turn to page 60, actually. I'm read just a couple things and talk about them a little bit in a way that maybe I haven't already. What do you think about that? It talks about turning our will and life over to God. What do we mean by that? It always sounds to me like very passive, turning your will over. That sounds very passive to me. It sounds like your hands are in the air, kind of. You're just going to sit in the bleachers. But that's not what this says in here at all. As I've talked about on here a lot before, it's about aligning your will with what you think God's will is for you. That's what it's about. It's true. Putting all your willpower into doing that. That's where it should all go, according to the book. I'll tell you specifically where it says that before I continue. Um... Page 85. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. The proper use of the will is for me to try to align my will with what I think God's will would be for me. 
So I put all my energy into that. That would be the proper use of my will. Going back to what I was talking about, just a brief little revisiting of some elements of step three when they're talking about imposing your will on other people, self-propulsion. Each person's like an actor who wants to run the whole show. What does that mean in your everyday life? When you think about that, what do you think about? In what way are you trying to run the show? It always involves imposing my will on someone, somehow. Wanting somebody to do something. Wanting somebody to do something, or know something, or hear something, or believe something. Even if your motives are amazing. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. Trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased and life would be wonderful. Do you understand that what I just read is the source of practically all the trouble there is on earth? Do you get that? Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players. Are you trying to arrange the players in your own way? If his arrangements would stay put, if people would do as he wished, the show would be bitching. It'd be so good. I've shared about it on here. I was the really loud voice you heard in the neighborhood as I was growing up. I was the loud, bossy voice. You know, there's the kid. You hear that kid sometimes on a street. You hear the one barking orders, telling people what to do and how to do it. That was me. There's a, there's a place for that. You know? I was very, I was a little entrepreneur. I was a little businessman. I had a theater in my garage, and I had employees at some point. I had movie posters across the garage door when I was little, and a little snack bar, and I had some people working for me. And in that state, in that condition, it was okay to bark orders, but where I'm going with this is I'm, I understand wanting to bark orders at people is what I'm driving at. I'm not a passive person. I'm not unopinionated. I'm not... I'm very passionate. I lot, I've shared this. I have lots of opinions. But I have learned 
and Alcoholics Anonymous through the continuing practice of these steps that a lot of beautiful things happen when I don't do that. A lot of beautiful things happen when I don't try to arrange all the players the way I think they should be. A lot of incredible things happen One of, the, one of the strangest things that happens is that things are more to your liking when you do that. It just happens to be paradox to that. The less I've tried to arrange everyone to be a certain way in my life, the more I've been surrounded by people and circumstances that are more to my liking. Today I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm going to be really honest. Is there any person in my life that I'm trying to get to do something? And the answer is no. Not in a big way and not in a little way. There is no one in my life that I'm trying to get to do something. Because I think they should do it. I have a lot of opinions. Like I said, there's lots of things I think people should do. But to be honest with you, I don't even really think that. Because I've learned that I don't I just don't know what people are supposed to do. I guess that's what's changed. I don't I don't have the hubris that I had before. Where I really believe that I know what people are supposed to do. It's very loving to let people learn from their own experience. I have discovered it's very loving to allow people to learn from their experience. I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, who am I trying to impose my will upon? I'm thinking about my wife. And you might not believe me, but she would tell you I don't try to get her to do anything. I don't know. Are you imposing your will on someone? Trying to get somebody to do something? Well, but the thing is, is I know what they need to do. I know what they need to do, though. There are certain rules... Or there's a certain deadline, or there's a certain something. I, I I know, but the thing is, I hear you. I understand all this, but I know how it's supposed to go, though. 
maybe you're just saying all this because you don't really know how things are supposed to go. You're just... But I really know how things are supposed to go, so it's a little different for me because I know. You don't know, but I do. I know how things are supposed to go. What about what about live and let live? Well, I like live and let live. If it's referring to me, I think you should let me live the way I want to live. But I like that part of it. But I like the live part. That part's about me, right? The live part I like. The live part's just like let me live. Let live, that's different because I know what you're supposed to be doing. That's different because I know better than you about your life. And I don't know what you'd do if I wasn't here to boss you around. I, I don't know. It might not work. I don't know what it have. You might blow up or something. So live and let live is okay. I like half of live and let live. I like the live part. The let live, well, it bothers me because I like to... I'm not bossing people around. I'm just telling people what they need to know. I'm just, I'm not bossing people. I'm just informing them kindly as to what they need to do and how they need to do it. It's not bossing. It's not playing God. I'm just, I'm just nudging them towards what they need to be doing. Because if I were not here, what would happen? That's what I think about. If I if I were not here, let's just, just imagine this. Let's say you're not on Earth anymore. You're just gone. Do you think everybody in your life would figure it out without your two cents? I do. I know it. Have you ever thought about that? Well, they would have a hard time for sure. You know, let's just be glad I'm here because I don't know what would happen. They would all, it would, everything would come, everything would crumble. Just leave people alone. Right? I mean, I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three and to the Sober Gratitudes podcast, a podcast greater than yourself. I want to say hi to Chelsea and Dave. Okay, Dave, there's your shout out. Lucy, there's your shout out. Dave, Chelsea, and Lucy. Chelsea, because of, you know, a bunch of stuff that I'm not even going to share on the air. Dave, because you heard on the last time he was on the show, he needs, you know, he needs that. And Lucy, <laughs> Lucy knows why I'm giving her a shout out. So you guys get the shout outs. I love all of you. Um, yeah. 
I gotta get out of here. I can't sit here all night. I have a life. I have a um, a photo shoot to do. Not a photo shoot. It's a meet and greet. It's just a bunch of people who want to look at me. My meet and greets are are pretty cool. There's coffee. There's some cool music playing, and there's a bunch of people in the room. And I come in and I just kind of look around, and people look at me. And they take pictures of me, and then I leave. I don't actually say hi or let anybody shake my hand or put their arm around me or take a picture with me. They just look at me, and then I leave. So it's kind of just a meet. Actually, it's just a meet. And then we have some cold cuts there, too. So it's like a meet and meet. All right. I know how dumb that was. I know how dumb that was. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> Can I get the check, please? Waiter? Waiter, please. Yeah. Just the coffee. Yeah. All right, thank you. I'll be, I'll be leaving now. I'll be scurrying out. Holding a Stetson over my face with my tail between my legs after that joke. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you'll do the same. 